the words of our Prophet, we say, wherever you are in life, whatever season, we say good morning to you. And it is a very beautiful season to be alive in the Lord. You know, we've been receiving over these past few weeks very profound message from the book of Revelation. As the Prophet has been sharing the word with us from week to week, you've been able to sense that the word is getting heavier and heavier. And we don't want to be in a rush. As the word of God comes to us, we don't want to eat it like we would eat a Big Mac, like we would eat a French fry. We want to take time to digest the word of God because we know that inside that word is everything that we need for life. And so before we get to move on to what else is in store for us, we want to take the time to pause because we have received something deep, something profound. I've received messages this week from people that were saying that the message was life altering, that they can never be the same again. And I know it's the same for you and for me. And so when something that like that comes into your life, you want to take the time to appreciate it and to go deeper into that. And so today, that's what we want to do. We thank God for this grace. We thank God for this opportunity to have a conversation with our prophet and to be able to go to the next level in our understanding, to go to the next level in connecting with the heart of God. And so today, I have beside me our prophet and our man of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. So dad, thank you so much for allowing myself and the rest of those that are tuning in right now to be able to sit here with you in the studio. We want to go deeper into what you've shared because it's just, it's too much. It's been too heavy. And we want to hear the heartbeat of God. We want to go to the next level of our understanding. So I want to say, first of all, thank you for this opportunity. We, we treasure this, this grace and the gift to be able to do this with you. I've been taking time to pray and ask the Lord that He would give us the grace to speak from tomorrow. Mm. Because the Lord is already in the tomorrow. And uh, just asking God for grace to be able to see and understand so that uh, I might lead the people of God that He has sent to me. Um, so I believe that those that have been paying close attention, that the Lord will continue to lead us these weeks. Mm -hmm. I cannot explicitly share everything that uh, the Lord has been speaking to me about this season. So many things I speak in puzzles, um, just as the Lord Jesus would Himself do. Um, but I want you to know that these are not normal services. These are services that the Lord is using to prepare His bride. Mm -hmm. And uh, where we are right now in this season, things are going to move in ways that we have not imagined. Amen. So uh, when we said that, that it is a midnight hour, mm -hmm. 
it is truly a midnight hour so i'm very about those that may not have taken that seriously or those that would take it seriously for a short period yeah and then go back to familiarity um those are the those are the people that are at great risk of of danger so i think it is good that we are taking time to revisit this topic i, I know we want to get to the scrolls part but uh, we are not there yet mm. so it's good to reach you and understand the manifestation of jesus in the island of patmos we are at that verse so it's good to reconsider restudy take it easy because i don't want to just preach and minister i want to take all of us on that journey and i myself am on the same journey with you i myself am wrestling um the rest of the week before this day so it's a journey together we are a family amen and we are in this together so thank you for joining me today thank you thank you that you know um that if i if i go back over the the past few weeks there's just been so much we've been on this topic now for what four weeks five weeks and it seems like we go from the sunday into the wednesday into the sunday and sometimes even thursday yeah and it we go longer into the night and it seems like everything just keep getting heavier and heavier and heavier and uh, you you can see it so many people have been writing about how it's never happened before to them like this they're they're sitting in their homes hearing the word of god and they're overwhelmed with such a weight of god they're in tears they're, they're they're trembling and these are the same passages that we've read before in the bible mm. these are the same scriptures that we have heard taught but it's not the same the scrolls have come to life we see the word coming to life and we want to say thank you because we know we know this is a very unique grace i think this wednesday we'll dive deeper <laughs> we'll dive deeper we, we talked about giants mm-hmm. the week before yes i think two weeks before that yes and uh, then i explained the difference of what is the difference between facing a giant and versus facing a king with a government yes. on his shoulders and the difference of how we tackle both yeah. um i want to continue from that to the next week so if they have not already watched that they have to take time before the wednesday to watch that so that by wednesday they are on the same page with us amen if uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch it go on down onto the revive nations youtube channel and go and search for those messages it happened a few wednesdays ago called spiritual warfare and it's we talked the first week was about giants 
understanding when you take how to take down giants in your life. The way we address spiritual warfare is not the same all the time. And this past Wednesday, as our prophet was saying, we talked about the systems, taking down systems and understanding that there is a difference between giants and systems. The battle is not always the same. Learn these keys. They are going to shift your life. You will not be the same after hearing this. You know, um, prophet, there's, there's a lot that's been going on this season. You know, we've been stuck in our homes for so many months now, it seems, you know, with this COVID-19. You know, and uh, recently I was listening to the news and they were saying that there's some fear that's coming up. That They're thinking, you know, just as things are starting to get better with COVID, everyone's afraid that maybe it's all going to come back again. Do you, what do you think? Do you think that there's any possible fear that that's going to come? Uh, one thing that was very interesting is the whole year God gave us the verses ahead of time on the calendar. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the calendar, the month of June, it talks about gathering. Yes. I don't know if you... Yes. Uh, I don't know the exact words. Maybe the media team can put it on. So I believe that God will give us the grace to gather again. Amen. Um, this month. Um, but like I said, there is limitations. Mm -hmm. So there was about three months ago where we said it's in three months you're going to see things. Yes. So now three months, they are opening up. Mm -hmm. um, what we have to understand is that the amount of influence this sickness has had is, is, is unlike any other sickness. Mm -hmm. There has been a lot of manipulation happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. A lot of people lying about the sicknesses. A lot of people putting fear so that you can lock people down. So the first half, it was all about media telling people, you know, stay at home. You know, stay at home. You, If you don't stay at home, you're a grandma killer. Mm. You know, all that stuff. Now the media is saying, come out and protest. Mm. You know, wow. so just when this whole bubble has, has been broken, and WHO coming out and saying that, you know, we didn't understand how the sickness worked and now we can tell you that it doesn't spread like uh, how we thought it would yeah. spread. Like, wow, three months of shutting down economics around the world. Mm -hmm. Now they're coming up saying that, oh, we, we didn't know about this. Okay, and so now that that fear is taken up, then they introduce protesting and all that happens. So there is a lot of things that the enemy is doing which is beyond I can think of two, three things that are very critical that is lined up. Mm -hmm. And the church has to take advantage of the next season. I will um, come back later on, maybe on a Wednesday and explain some things that I see. Mm. Uh, today may not be the right time, but I believe that there is something that is coming that is even bigger than Corona. Oh, wow. 
that uh, we have to stay in prayer that the enemy will introduce us to point of corona you will begin to see a season of how the enemy is manifesting on this planet in an unprecedented way so that means that july august september october november we are having a a season which was god is opening it up to us for us to take advantage I want to say things as a puzzle for some people to understand for those who have a ear in the spirit let them hear what the spirit is saying some governments not just north america not just america yeah even some african nations even some asian nations even india there are governments that will that have studied the season and they have said wow this is interesting we can stay in power using this so you will see that in the days to come nations will now want certain sicknesses to continue you will see an unleashing of stuff because now it is no more about health now it becomes everything about power how this brings on so many more questions yeah, so we won't go into we'll, we'll handle that on a wednesday wednesdays are, are a different direction we enjoy teaching practical stuff and so join us on wednesdays for it you know we churches in Montreal we just received news that uh, coming towards the end of the month churches in Montreal will be able to open up and you know it's uh, I know many people will be celebrating we're all excited because it's been so long that everything's been shut although there are some restrictions that they're putting on the church some weird restrictions even some things that we don't see in America and the United States mm-hmm. um what what kind of restrictions Well, they're talking about things like you can't sing in the church. Uh, they're discouraging from people from worshiping, from being able to open their mouths and glorify God. Uh also that, these are restrictions that even the American churches don't have knowing the fact that um, they have more corona than than some of our affected places. That itself should bring us to that question. what is happening in this part of the world i i, I hope uh, the people of god remember the vision that god spoke i think a month or two ago i don't remember exactly do you remember the vision uh the vision of the nightingale yeah, the nightingale and yeah. the crocodile yeah that was on a wednesday mm. it was a you saw crocodile that was eating the nightingale mm. a singing nightingale eaten by an old yes crocodile a singing nightingale i think it's a very very critical thing that 
we still didn't pray over it. Sometimes we hear it, but we don't pray enough. We yeah. pray for a few days and then we let go of it. And then you see that the enemy used the government to make that happen. Uh, it's okay. We are on. We are on a good timeline. Mm. We'll pray and we'll make a decision whether we is it the right time to, you know, come together or not, and we'll do our best. Mm-hmm. Dad, um, if you don't mind, I wanted to ask you mm-hmm. a few things that uh, just came up from things that we've been hearing over the past few weeks and especially last week. Um, you know, you were talking about in the book of Revelation, uh, you were talking about how John was on the island of Patmos, and you're talking about how in this vision that he's seeing, you're saying he turns and he sees one like the Son of Man standing in the midst of the candlestick. And when you were preaching last week, you made mention of the watchman. You're saying that the, the watchman, to my understanding, it's, it's not just somebody who's just coming together like an intercessor and we're praying and we think that that is being a watchman. But that being a watchman, like these men sat and they were looking out to see. Now, I see John on the island of Patmos, he's secluded. Uh, I remember a year or so ago, you were teaching the church uh, during our Rehoboth project, the renovations at the church. And so we're excited that now we get to go into it and explore this incredible book. And I remember at that time you were mentioning how John had everything was taken from him and we don't. The pleasures of life, the joys of life. He had his security was taken from all these things where no friends around him. There was no no, uh, spousal connection. Like everything was taken from him. And John lived in seclusion. And now we look here in Ezekiel that you're talking about. And Ezekiel says he's sitting by the Jabar Canal. He's not having a feast. He's not partying. He's not off gallivanting or doing what he wants. He's secluded himself by the Jabar Canal. And he's just sitting there. I had a thought that came to me. Because I remember you taught us the series on light. And in it, on the Sunday, you talked to us about absorbing light. And then on the Wednesday, you spoke about absorbing light, reflecting light, and deflecting light. My question is, what are some of the elements that cause us to go from a state of absorbing light to where we're not absorbing light? And what causes us to go from deflecting light to being able to reflect light. Part of me is thinking that there's something that John and Ezekiel were doing that we need to be doing, that I need to be doing. You know, this topic of the manifestation of God is a, to 
be honest, it's not the easiest sermons that I have handled. And I don't think people will be able to comprehend, you know, what happens behind the scene of how I have to work this out, even in the spirit, to be able to receive, to take you to that place of understanding. And that is why you see that all these people that went through that level of encounters, it wasn't everybody. So you're looking at 12 disciples, only one having the privilege of traveling thousands of years into the future. You're looking at many elders, one Ezekiel. Yeah. You're looking even at Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego and Daniel. But Daniel being called by God, to, being projected to a different dimension. So there are many factors. You're looking at many kings, but only one King Solomon, many people's argument, you know, seems to be Old Testament and New Testament. And that is why whatever we we teach from the Old Testament, we can also prove in the New Testament. Mm, yes. Because it's the same God. So, so I said that, was it, I don't know, last Sunday or the Sunday before, I said, before we consider something as a formula, you have to see it happen many places. You have to really look deep and see, is this a formula? Is there any exceptions to that formula? So, you can even see the same circumstance, even among the disciples. Jesus called 12 disciples, appointed them as apostles, not major apostle and minor apostle. You know, they were all apostles. All the 12 were apostles. And yet there was one betrayer that Jesus appointed him. Jesus anointed him. He even had an office and a calling to be an apostle. Yet he was somebody that would betray Jesus. Mm. So that eliminates one. We are left with 11. Now you would imagine that all eleven would have the same access and the same glory. Yet you don't see that with all of them. You see that among that eleven, Jesus had three disciples that he would consider and study them. Jesus would not just do things because he likes he God is not somebody who would show favoritism. Uh, he has his favorites, but he doesn't show favoritism. Wow. I, I hope you understand the difference. Yes. Wow. If I, if you say that he has his, he shows favoritism, meaning he's not fair. But you can be fair and have favorites. Okay, that creates kind of like a conflict in the mind sometimes. 
means that it is fair that one person has earned the trust the love that i can trust my one disciple with the mother he becomes my favorite to trust him with responsibilities there are so many people but you don't call everybody you call upon one person because you know they will not drop the basket wow he becomes my favorite in in this area but i'm still fair i love everybody so that's why i said god doesn't show favoritism as in he's not somebody who is unfair but he has his favorites and if that is something that is not even from his end that is a position that people have worked hard to get into that place and that is where people should not be jealous of it people should not fight it it has been earned So then he sees out of the 11 he sees three disciples Peter James and John I think uh, the gospel of Mark chapter 9 probably where he talks about he goes to them and says come and he takes them up to the mount of transfiguration you will see the heart of god where he is going specifically to these three of his disciples he loves everyone he cares for everyone yet not everyone could be trusted with an encounter and that is something that we have to ponder that is something that we have to pay attention that is something that we have to be diligent to understand the heart of god so why did the lord jesus go to this three people mm. and then he's he's saying hey i want you to come up with me to a high mountain that itself tells me that jesus knew what he was going to do because he didn't go to any high location now yeah in fact jesus was used to going a stone throw away to pray yeah this time he was not going a stone throw away yes specifically he took this three people do you have it yet? i do it that it's in uh, it's in mark chapter 9 verse 2 it says and after 6 days jesus took with him peter mm-hmm. and james and john these are the three you were talking about mm-hmm. and led them up a high mountain by themselves by themselves and he was transfigured okay them. by themselves yes by themselves meaning he didn't want others to come he chose this three people 
So that goes to your question that you asked. That the Lord Jesus, He anointed everybody, but He was about to give an encounter and an experience to these three young disciples that the other guys had not experienced. There is one such thing. Thank you, Lord. That a child of God, you can experience something that nobody else in your family has experienced. There is one such thing that you can experience (laughs) what the other apostles who are also anointed by the Lord, who are also called by the Lord, who are also designated by God, yet not all of them was invited to have an encounter. There is a verse that I I spoke about two, three weeks ago. I said about how Moses would say, show me your ways. Show me your ways. And then he went to show me your glory. Yeah. Okay. But and I I said in order for you to see the glory, you have to know his ways. Okay. Now there is something in between knowing his ways and seeing his glory. Okay. That's called an invitation to see his glory. This is the sad part. Many of us, we have learnt the ways. We have written textbooks on it. We have figured things. We have understood our history. You have studied history of revival. So what is most scary is that none of that qualifies us to see His glory. This is what makes God, God. (laughs) This is what makes God, God. That you, no matter what you do, you cannot force God to visit you. No matter what you do, You cannot orchestrate a revival. It can look like revival. You can get the lights right. You can get the music right. You can get the emotions also. You can prepare the emotions of the people. But if the Lord doesn't visit, He doesn't visit. Because then you study Peter, James and John. And then you think, what did they do to be qualified? What was their qualification? 
you are looking at a Peter that would later on deny not once not twice not thrice three times yet he was one of the candidates so did not god know that this guy is going to deny me on a day trot time did not god know that he is not going to deny me one time two time three time so then you ask a question what qualified him above the other apostles and yet and I've got this one such thing as God's grace that I show mercy upon whom I want to show mercy that takes me back to king solomon king solomon had an encounter with god that his own father did not have king david the only encounters that he had was through a prophet he did not have god speaking to him directly yet solomon two times twice in his life he had the privilege of god speaking to him god speaking to him so then you need to consider both these examples you consider peter and then you consider solomon and then you say hey wait a minute even solomon's ending was bad in fact when god appeared to him he he gave him clear directions of what he should not do and what would be his trap and what would destroy him what would take him away from the lord he said stay away from these women and yet solomon married hundreds of And then the scripture says and when Solomon grew old these women they took his heart away to their gods so it's an interesting thing for us to study there so when he was young and he was strong they could not take his heart away from the lord but as he grew older you're looking at his strength reducing his capacity to reason in a weak moment when he was not as strong as he used to be in the moment of his weakness they led him away to their gods nobody that enters into an act of sin believes that that they are not able to control that they are usually very strong that no no i have got this i can handle this and then comes a weak moment if you wait long enough the enemy knows 
there will be a weak moment that you can take this individual away from the Lord. So it is better to not have a scenario where in a moment of weakness you are now fallen. That is why the Bible talks about fleeing from sin. Because if you think you are strong, it's only a matter of time. You will have a time when your senses grow old, when your quick response is no more available. Your guards are down. That is when you turn to other gods. And that's what happened with Solomon. And yet, this is what we have to consider. Our God, He is a God who knows the end from the beginning. So did not Jesus know that Peter is going to deny Him? Not once, not twice, three times, yes. Did not our God know that Solomon is going to destroy himself by walking away from the Lord. Yes, 100%. Yet, these both had encounters. Yet, Peter was among the three chosen few that saw the transfiguration of Jesus. So then you have to ask, what is then the qualification? Because the God who knows their end from the beginning, yet did not consider their future. And we know, He does not consider our past. See, He knows the future, He knows that this guy is going to disobey me. Yet, God was willing to encounter Solomon. Even after knowing that this guy three times is going to deny me. Yet, he took him up to a high mountain to have an encounter. So then, if he doesn't consider your past, he forgives your past. He forgives your yesterdays and he even though he knows that you will disobey even though he knows that you're going to take a bite from the apple that he tells you not to take a bite from yet he walks down in the garden to come and talk to these precious people that is the God that you and I serve, people of God. That is the master that we serve. That even though he knows our limitations, even though he knows our vanity, even though he knows that we are going to still disappoint him, he does not withhold his presence. Yet, not everybody gets it. He is willing to manifest himself because of your
present dedication. So then, you see God responding to Moses and saying that nobody that have seen me as stayed alive. You're asking for things that, you know, people don't survive. And yet he said, you know what, I'm going to make a way mm-hmm. if you can hide in the rock. If you can hide in the rock. There is a place in Christ that we have access to these things. So you're looking at Jesus calling them into themselves. Not everybody. These few weeks what the Lord has very gracefully allowed us to deal with these topics are not for everybody. Not everybody will find it interesting. In fact, some people will plain feel it boring because they have become comfortable where they are in their Christian life. And where the Lord Jesus was inviting them was to leave their natural surroundings and to come to a high mountain. So there's also a reason why he's calling them to a very high mountain. If you can just read that line one more time. And after six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John Mm. and led them up a high mountain. A high mountain. The reason Jesus would take them to a high mountain is because now there is a separation between the world and this mountain. So no matter what is happening on the top, you don't see that below. There is a clear, distinctive separation that no matter what voice they hear on the top, people below, they do not hear. There are such experiences that are available for those that are willing to climb up a high mountain. Remember what I said? There are his own other disciples. In fact, when he came down, he told them not to share that with anybody else. Yeah, it's here, Dad, in in Mark nine nine. Mm-hmm. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen mm. until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Okay, until when? until the Son of Man had risen. Meaning, even the other disciples did not know it. Oh, wow. Until the Lord had risen. Read that again, you will see that. And as they were coming down the mountain, He charged them to tell no one. No one. That means including the other disciples. No one. (laughs) Meaning, there are some revelations that even your peer groups They may have studied in the same classroom in your Bible college. They may be attending the same church. They may be having the same last family name. Hey, 
but there are some things that the lord will share with certain people and charge them isn't it interesting where apostle paul when he came back from the heavenly place he said there are things that i have seen that i can't share there are things that i can't speak about there are things that have been a personal encounter to me that i can't sh- talk about and yet they are still part of the body of christ i have it here dad in second uh, corinthians chapter 12 mm-hmm. uh, starting at verse 3 and i know that this man was caught up into paradise talking mm-hmm. paul whether in the body or out of the body i do not know god knows mm-hmm. and he heard things that cannot be told which man may not utter so he's saying that you are all washed by the blood of jesus but i have seen things that i have no permission to talk about this is not an information for everybody so there are some informations that they are receiving a permission saying after i am taken up then you can talk about it now I'd be amazed with how after the resurrection the other disciples you know I can imagine I can imagine Peter James and John going to the other disciples and saying hey guys do you remember you were all laughing at us when they said the kid this time I want to go into a even higher mount than the mountain that you guys went to last mm-hmm. time and you guys all went shopping and you were laughing at all the best that's a two hour climb let's see you know uh, we're going to eat some good naan bread or whatever bread they had those days and then they will talk about yeah that day when you guys were resting we had this amazing encounter that we were told by Jesus and that is why i think there is the advantage of having peter james and john because it is not just one guy making up a story yeah it's three witnesses three of them saying yeah we were there this is what had happened and i believe that is happening right now you have to be careful not to rush god There are some people that have been paying diligent attention to this word that is coming. Not everybody, but to them there is an invitation from the Lord. Come away. That invitation you hear many times coming to John even in Patmos. Come up So those that have been consecrating themselves those that have been sacrificially climbing up the mountain it takes energy it takes time it takes money it takes effort it takes will power to go up that mountain when everybody else is doing everything else you are dedicating your life 
to climbing up the mountain of encounters with God. To those people, God is speaking through this video this morning that He is still waiting to show Himself to us. I don't know, before we begin this video, some point I asked a question. Can there be a revival through video? We know about revivals that take place in certain location, certain man of God came. But I believe in this generation, God will begin to use these mediums, technology, right now, as I am talking. Some people are weeping and they don't understand why. Some people are even wailing and they don't even have a clue. Some of the family members are trying to stop them. <laughs> and they're not part of that. And yet you don't understand why. Some of you have tears flowing down the face from the minute go. I believe that Jesus is carefully inviting those that are willing. You may be asking, how do I know? Is, is that me? Is that person me? If that is your question, I want to help you by showing, look into your heart and see, have you become tired of where you are spiritually? Or are you content where you are spiritually? Are you happy where you are? Or are you looking at where you are and saying, there must be more than this? There must be more than this. If that is your cry, and as you are hearing this, your heart is being stirred up as if your name is on that invitation. Yes, it is you that has to drop everything. Drop all the weight. As you climb up the mountain, you have to shed off all unwanted weights. Everything that has been begging for your attention in the week must go. Nail yourself onto the wall. Do whatever it takes for you to separate yourself as we have been studying and saying, God, here I am. I want to be among the few disciples that will experience God's greatness and glory on the earth. That pain that you feel is a sign that you are not where you're supposed to be. You are supposed to be in the next level of God's glory, that the next dimension belongs to you. But if you see if you've, if anybody has ever encountered a dislocation in the bone, 
just a dislocation. The bone is not broken. But it's out of place. Yeah. What's going to happen? Very painful. First mm-hmm. of all, you'll not be able to function the way you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. What else? Swelling. Definitely swelling, yes. Mm. So basically, my joint is out of location on this part. Yes. And then I can't use my entire arm. My whole body is experiencing discomfort. Why? Because you are out of place. Mm. Out of place. So discomfort is a good sign that you are not where you're supposed to be. And it's an invitation from the spirit that is why the bible says deep calls unto deep there is something inside of you is responding to the call of god in this end time people of god some of the things that i was seeing about the end times is very unsettling is very unsettling very uncomfortable ah our current level of dedication will not allow us to survive the end times our current level of passion for god is not enough to protect us in the midnight hour it will require us to give up on so many things now is the time that is why i think this sermon is coming to us in a critical hour in an important time where the holy spirit is saying prepare my bride because what is to come the violence will only go increasing the unlawfulness will only increase the lawlessness will only increase more and more people will want to break the laws in the name of liberty more and more sicknesses and disease will be introduced to this world economies will still go through a lot of lot of trials in the midst of this people of god the only thing that will make us not just survive these episodes but to for us to come up on the top to come up as people that represent christ in his full capacity people that are not fearful but will have great victory in the end times what we need is an encounter with the lord what we need is that surrender what we need is a transformation by the renewing of mind that comes through listening to the word of god that is what is happening to you right now and i pray that every heavy weights heavy weights i'm seeing a vision of weights 
that is tied to an individual's hands. Let whatever weight that is tying you down, weighing you down in the mighty name of Jesus, let it be cut loose in the name of Jesus. Let it be chopped down in the mighty name of Jesus. Begin to pray, begin to pray, begin to pray. Somebody open your mouth and say, Lord, I respond to your invitation this morning. Somebody say, Lord, I respond to this invitation through this video. Holy Spirit, I respond to your call. Holy Spirit, here I am. I am willing to be separated from all the other disciples. I am willing to be separated from all the other family members. I am willing to be separated from all my friends that I might be chosen to climb up that mountain, to have an encounter that will take me into my destiny. The Lord is calling his bride. He wants us to know him. He wants us to know his mind. He wants us to encounter the reality of his presence. This is God's desire for you. Will you respond? Will you respond this week? Will you set yourself apart this week? whatever it takes to catch the rhythm of heaven. Is that you? Is that you? People of God, every little distractions that the enemy is throwing, we must first start by fleeing from it. One day at a time, with sweet Jesus. We can do it. It begins now. It begins today. Resist that. Flee from that. Shut the door on the face of the enemy. Whether it is manifesting through a human being, whether it is manifesting through a family member, whether it is manifesting through your best friend, doesn't matter. Shut the door. I'm set apart for something greater. What no eyes have seen, what no ears have heard, the manifestation of God is my right. Pastor, this week, I believe connected to the last week, this week, I believe the ship will sail. I believe those that have been hearing what the Spirit is saying, that this is not for everyone, but for those that the spirits are being stirred up. This week is going to be glorious. If you can listen to the last week and this week, till it becomes part of you and I'm, I'm prophesying 
the ship will sail a ship will sail i hope i was able to help some of you and uh, we will get back again and continue next week and i look forward to seeing them on wednesday as well people of god this week let's bask in the presence of god let's go over the videos from last week and this week over and over until we become one with the word and as our prophet says stay under the mighty hand of god god bless you